Hi, I'm Liz from Liz Gets Loaded. That's the money kind of loaded, but this is the show where I sit in my closet, drink wine, and talk about money and anxiety. I have both. Hello, hello. This is a Thursday episode. That means it's what I'm calling mixed drinks until I think of a more clever name. That means instead of 10, 12, 15-ish minutes on one topic, I'm going to come to you with a couple things. And today I have three things. Should I tell you? I know I go back and forth. If, like, should I say what they are at the beginning or not? I'll just tell you. Um, so number one is my Peloton. And I wanted to talk about how much I have spent on this thing, on these things. Number two, I wanted to talk about streaming services. Number three, I wanted to talk about layoff related personal finance content. And it's a tiny little rant, like a petite rant, if you will. So, okay. Starting with how much I have spent on Peloton. It occurred to me the other day. So, so we've actually, we've, we've spent a good chunk of money. I will let you, if you would like to take a guess, and then I'll tell you the total amount. We've spent some money setting up a home gym. So pre-pandemic, I was someone who really enjoyed a fancy gym, like the steam room, the sauna, a gym with nice views, like floor to ceiling windows, you know, someone who would hand you a towel. Like I enjoyed all of those things, like nice bath products in the shower. This was totally my jam. And I also loved going or bouncing around other like boutique fitness studios. I just, I I was a total out in the world, taking classes, going to fancy gyms person. And then of course the pandemic started in 2020 and I was like, oh, (laughs) that's uh, this is no longer available to me, nor is it something I'm interested in doing right now. And so over the past few years, I have invested in a home gym setup. And we now have a Peloton bike, a Peloton rower, um, a treadmill, just like a bot used off of Facebook marketplace treadmill, a set of weights and a rack to put them on. So they go from five pounds up to 30 pounds. And something came up in conversation the other day and we were talking about maybe buying something to put out in, in our home gym. And I was like, no, we need to stop spending money. <laughs> like We need to just use what we have. No more spending money on this thing. Like we've, we've spent a lot of money. We just need to like make sure that we're getting our money's worth. And so it inspired me to do the math and actually look up how much money we have spent on everything that's out there. So going from most expensive to least expensive, the most expensive thing out there, I know I've talked about this way too much. I'm sorry. Thank you for bearing with me. But the most expensive thing is the rower. It was $3,500. I bought it new. I love it. Like it's, it actually feels so good and I really, really enjoy it. It does activate, um, I have something called thoracic outlet syndrome, which means kind of the nerves that run down into my arms aren't the best. And it activates that like a little bit. Like I can't row every single day, but I can totally do rowing workouts as long as I don't every day. And I like stretch and I take care of my body in other ways. It's totally fine. And I like love the workout. It's super low impact. It's really hard. It's really fun. It's more technical than I thought. Okay. Anyways, so $3,500 on the rower. Next most expensive thing was a bike. I bought a Peloton bike. I bought it used. And so that was $1,400. I bought it from someone off of Facebook marketplace and it came with shoes and it came with some little weights and it came with like a little attachment, like a desk kind of, so I could go out and ride and put my laptop on it, which I do sometimes during meetings, like meetings that I don't, you know, like company-wide all-hands meetings, not ones where I'm talking or presenting or anything like that. Uh, That is that. And then the membership so far has cost $606. And I got a few months for free through my credit card. And I think I got several months for free through my health insurance, but now I'm paying full price. Let's see, going down from there, the treadmill I bought used was $300. 
$300. The weights in the rack was about $300. I, oh, I bought a thing that lets the screen on the bike swivel. I forget what it's called, but if you, if you buy the more expensive bike, the bike plus, it comes with a screen that swivels. So you can more easily use the bike screen to do other classes like strength classes or yoga or any of the other kinds of classes that they have. But I didn't buy the bike plus. So I just bought an aftermarket third-party thing that you can buy. And that lets me swivel the screen. That was $50. I also bought a little gooseneck clamp thing that I love for the treadmill so it can hold my iPad up so I don't have to look down to look at my iPad when I'm on the treadmill. And that was $28, I think. Okay, so my grand total was $6,184. That seems like a bananas amount of money. It didn't feel bananas at the time because this is over about two years. But when I saw that total, I was very, very, very... quite surprised. Now I went and looked at how many workouts I've done. I've done somewhere in the neighborhood of 1200 workouts total is what like Peloton is telling me. Now, some of those have been stretches. Some of them have been meditations. Sometimes I, I will often stack workouts. So I'll go out and do like a five minute warm up, a 30 minute ride, and then a five minute cool down. And that counts as three workouts in the app, even though in my head I would count it as one. So I'll, let's just say I'll just cut it in half to make it easy. Cause sometimes I do just do one workout, but, but I'm just going to cut it in half and say, I've probably done about 600 workouts and that would bring my cost to about $10 per workout. Now that's just me. We both use it. I definitely use the whole Peloton ecosystem a lot more. I use the gym more. I just am much more of the the user of those things, but $10 a workout actually doesn't feel totally bananas. And if you took away the rower, which I just bought in January, so it it hasn't had a lot of time for those costs to amortize. I think I use the word amortizer correctly. That would bring my total down to only about $2,700 and it would bring my cost per workout down to about $4.50 roughly. And that feels very reasonable. I mean, am I justifying? Absolutely. (laughs) Could I have just been doing free workouts on YouTube this entire time? 100%. But it's something that I'm choosing to spend money on. I just hadn't really added it all up. And then I did. And I thought I would share that with you. So the other thing to keep in mind is the more I use it, the cost per workout will go down, assuming I can prevent myself from buying more equipment and buying more stuff to go out there, right? Because every time, you know, the, the membership is an ongoing monthly cost. But all the equipment is paid for. So every time I use it, the cost per use goes down. I'm actually not a huge like cost per use person. I I think I see a lot of that content online. And the examples are always like, well, if you buy a $20 purse and you wear it once versus if you buy a $100 purse and you wear it 100 times, then the $100 purse is only at $1 per use. And it's actually better than the $20 purse. Like it's a better value. And I, in my head, I'm always like, but why wouldn't you just buy the $20 purse and wear it 100 times? (laughs) Like, why is this not an option? We're talking about. So in any case, in case you think that's interesting, I've spent $6,000 on Peloton stuff slash just a home gym. And I think I'm okay with that. I think I'm okay with it. Sometimes I think I talk a lot about how I want to downsize. I We've moved into a larger home than, than we really need. And it makes sense for the season of life. But I, I would like to get back to living in like a small condo with a lot less maintenance. No bats in the attic <laughs> possible. And I, I do think that I'll be really sad to get rid of my home gym. But I also think I'll just go back to going to my bougie fancy gyms. So okay, that's that. The second thing I wanted to talk about, the thing I wrote in my note is streaming wars, which is a little dramatic. It's not really a war. It's a war for my wallet. And it's an interesting thing to me. It, it, <laughs> streaming services, so Hulu, Netflix, etc., is one place where I am 
so cheap. I am unbelievably frugal and stingy and just refuse to spend more money than I need to. So I see sometimes people sharing their budgets, posting, they're like, oh, we have, you know, Netflix and Hulu, or we have Amazon Prime and Disney Plus. And I will not pay for more than one of these at the same time. <laughs> like, I'm like, oh, the new season of You is on Netflix. Great. Then we will pay for Netflix this month and we will pay for nothing else. And I love all the Black Friday deals. So we just did three months of HBO Max. I think it was a dollar every month. And I was so pumped. I was like so happy about that. And it's just, it's just an interesting thing I notice about myself because I could definitely afford to pay for whatever services that I would like to have to be able to watch whatever I'd like to watch on demand. But my brain just won't let me. I'm like, that is just such a waste of money. Like, why would I pay for Netflix and Hulu when I can only watch one at a time? And so I'll just binge something. Like right now we still have HBO Max. So we got three months, I think for a dollar a month. Maybe it was $2 a month. It was so cheap. But then I got, we're doing a rewatch of Gossip Girl, the original. And it's, it's really funny. Like some parts of it, definitely don't hold up, but in general, it's funny and it's campy and it's clever and I'm enjoying it. And so that's what I'm paying for right now. And if I want to watch something else, I'm like, okay, then I can find something else on HBO to watch, but I'm not going to watch something else on Hulu or Netflix until I cancel HBO. And I wonder if there are other people out there doing it like that, because I've also heard a few think pieces on the radio, like, oh, well, by the time you pay for Peacock and Disney Plus and Hulu, then like you might as well have cable. And I'm thinking who's paying for all of these? Like you're paying for all of the same time, but why? So that's something I was thinking about that I wanted to tell you. That is thing number two. Thing number three, my petite rant. I wanted to talk about content related to layoffs and I try not to get too meta sometimes and to talk too much about personal finance content and personal finance content creators because I don't know if that's actually that interesting, but of course layoffs have been very much in the news over the past few months as a lot of larger tech companies have done these big layoffs that, that make headlines and it's awful. Like it's just, it is really awful. I have never personally been laid off, um, but it has definitely touched my family. Uh, layoffs have touched my family and I have been on the other side. I've had to be the person laying off and it's so emotional and it's so heavy and it's really awful. Even when you have, even when it doesn't have a financial impact, it's just really, really hard. And you're not just losing a source of income for a lot of people, myself included. A lot of my identity is tied up with my job, whether that's good or bad can be debated, but it's true. And a lot of my social life is tied up with my job. I really enjoy the company of my coworkers. I love my team. And it's just such an interruption. It's such a disruption. It's, it's, I was reading about how the trauma of losing your job, it's, it's true trauma. I mean, it has a, a similar effect on your mental health, on your physical well being as getting in a car accident or having someone you love pass away. And it's just terrible. And so I've, I've seen kind of a rise in, layoff related content on social media. And it's like 10 things to know if you get laid off or like seven things to do after you get laid off. And I think most of it is super well intended. I think most of it's super well done. I think most of it's valuable content, but I got really frustrated the other day when I saw a reel that had hundreds of thousands of views and, and it was a very sexy clickbaity thing. And the guy was saying like, here's this one weird trick to know ahead of time. If you're company is doing layoffs. And basically what he's explaining is that in the United States,
United States, there's something called the WARN Act, W-A-R-N. And if you're a company of a certain size and you're laying off a certain number of people, you do have to file a notice with the state and you also have to give your employees 60 days notice or you just have to pay them for those 60 days. And it was it was just a very, like I said, clickbaity, like this one weird, just Google WARN with your company name and your state or Google WARN and your state name. And you can see a list of companies that are going to do layoffs, like implying that you can get this inside information ahead of time. And it just left out so much nuance, like the company has to be a certain size and they have to be laying off a certain number of people. And you know what a lot of companies are going to do is instead they're just going to pay you for that 60 days instead of providing the notice. And usually they're going to notify the state at about the same time they're notifying employees. So the odds that you're actually going to get this heads up ahead of time is, is very low. And I think that people should know about the Warren Act. I think that's a good thing to know about. I think the mechanics of that are a good thing to know about. I think a lot of times some of the details around layoffs can be mysterious and confusing. I think a lot of times people don't know that you can negotiate your severance. You, you're allowed to ask for more. It doesn't mean that you'll necessarily get it, but you can ask for it. I think a lot of times people don't understand how your severance affects unemployment. It usually doesn't disqualify you from getting unemployment, but you wouldn't be able to accept unemployment for the amount of time that your severance covers. So for example, if your company lays you off and pays you four weeks of severance, you would probably need to wait four weeks before you're eligible to collect unemployment. I think there's a lot of good information out there that it would be helpful to communicate to people, but this one real, it just really got under my skin because it felt like it was taking this very serious thing and mm, exploiting is a big word. I don't know if I want to use the word exploiting, but it felt like it was taking advantage of people's fears and not actually providing helpful information for the sake of creating something that was intended to try to go viral. I felt really frustrated about that. And I I don't know if I have a point here. I I think sometimes when you get frustrated by something, you get on your soapbox, you want to end by saying like, so when you see that, you know, maybe the point is like, when you see that, think, think about it. Like, think about the point. Is this helpful? Is this valuable? Like give your likes and your clicks to things that are helpful and valuable. Um, But mostly I just wanted to tell you that it made me mad. (laughs) Mostly I just wanted to get that feeling out into the world. All right. That's all I've got for you this week. I hope that you were having the best day ever and I hope you're heading into the best weekend ever. You have thoughts about how much you spent on your home gym. If you have thoughts about layoffs or layoff content, if you have thoughts about streaming services and how many you have at once, I will. Okay. I do have to admit I, I have Amazon prime. So I always have like whatever TV shows come with Amazon prime plus whatever else I'm paying for. Although I just canceled. Well, I didn't just cancel. I canceled it last year right after it renewed. So I think my Amazon prime expires in April and then I won't have it anymore. We'll see. We'll see how that goes. Anyways, if you have thoughts about those things, you know where to find me. Thank you so, so much as always for listening. Truly. I'll talk to you later. If you enjoyed today's episode, you have a couple options. You could just enjoy that satisfaction quietly and privately. Keep it to yourself. But just an idea. You could also share this with someone else who you think would like it. Just a thought. You do you. 